Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Of the Birth Worker Podcast, I have to warn you. Before I even go any further, I have to warn you, this is probably going to be one of those episodes that you listen to, and if you're a birth doula, you're probably going to start having some flashbacks to births that you've attended, and you might actually catch yourself wondering like, how the births might have been different if homeopathy was recommended instead of allopathic medicine. Because today on the show, I'm sharing an interview with Sapna, also known as the Wild Homeopath. Sapna is a UK-based homeopath that focuses on homeopathy for conception, pregnancy, and birth. She is here to teach you all about the ways that doulas can integrate homeopathy into their doula practices. She's going to start by sharing one of her own birth stories and how homeopathy allowed her body to function more optimally for labor. But beyond that, beyond sharing her personal journey, she's actually going to break down how to use homeopathy in your doula practice and when to refer your clients to a formally trained homeopath like Sapna. And she's even going to get into the nitty gritty of which remedies are best for which scenarios in pregnancy and birth. So whether you're well-versed in homeopathy, or maybe you're like I was and don't know the very first thing about homeopathy, I think you are going to love this interview with Sapna. Hello, everybody. This is Sapna. She is a homeopath and an educator. She is at thewildhomeopath.com. And she specializes in fertility, pregnancy, and birth, especially fertility, I believe. Yeah, totally. Um, It's because I wanted to, I really wanted to uh, specialize in birth. And I love birth. And I got into birth because of my own birth. And then, you know, I'm that person. Every time someone has a baby, the first thing I ask is, how was the birth? Every single time. Um, but then I realized in order to kind of um, understand how ha- how useful uh, homeopathy is in a birth setting, you actually need to start using it way before then. So then I thought, right, you know, we've got to start kind of educating pregnant women to understand how amazing it can be for them. And a lot of women are hesitant to use conventional drugs because of side effects. And, you know, homeopathy doesn't have any side effects. So brilliant you know Mm -hmm. during pregnancy but then I started to think you know there was there was a lot of women and kind of being in the same I guess birth space as you a lot of other birth workers you kind of deal with a lot of uh, birth trauma and then I started thinking okay what's going on here if you kind of start having birth if you go through birth trauma and you experience it and often what happens or what I find in my experience is that women find it really difficult to become pregnant after that Mm -hmm. because that is held in the fabric of your cells, is held in every single cell of your body. And a lot of the time there isn't a platform to be able to release that. And I know there's loads of good work going on at the moment, but there isn't for the wider kind of um, wider society a platform to be able to release that. 
So I thought, okay, something else has got to happen. And then it kind of fell into fertility because I thought well, this is this is basically secondary infertility. And then I got thinking, well, actually, you've got to start at the beginning, don't you? You really have to start at the beginning because if you consider your uh, conception or the conception of your child, then you're more likely to consider your health options and look for different health options as you go forward. And I, I think that if you consider the way that you conceive a child because of um, the spark of curiosity that ignites, you're more likely to have a better birth outcome because then you start going down that rabbit hole of becoming educated. So I thought, right, I've got to start there. But I couldn't let go of birth. So I had to just do the full spectrum. That's brilliant. It really is brilliant. And, you know, I fall into that group of people who don't really use conventional medicine but I haven't gone in, gone into homeopathy yet. So I'm just like, let me just not use anything. But it's really cool that there, wait, there is something that I can use that doesn't have the side effects that potentially is even more helpful and works quicker than conventional medicine. And you know what? You totally see that in a birth setting. Birth is such a high intensity and it can be really quickly changing. You have that remedy match it is almost immediate um and this happened at my own the last birth that I had well when I birthed my last child how do you say that um you know I I my husband couldn't be bothered to uh, read the instructions for the kit so there was a moment in the middle of the birth where I started trembling my daughter was born in August so it was absolutely heaving with heat and I thought, right, there's only one remedy that I can think of that has trembling in it right now. I said, pass me, pass me the gel semium. I took that pill and within seconds stopped trembling and then just got on with the birth. It can be that quick. Um, you know, I've, I've been on the on the phone to Kemi a couple of times where she for advice um, with the women that she's caring for. And, um, you know, literally two, three minutes later, after saying, okay, here's a suggestion, all sorted, you know, the surges are back again. So super fast. And I, I, I just think that, you know, when, um, when you, when there is a risk of a cascade of interventions, homeopathy can be just amazing at stopping that from happening or halting that, um, you know, because it's not just a physical thing. People get really emotional as well. And then there's anxiety and fear because as a society, we're taught to fear birth. I was going to say, even in pregnancy, um, you know, there's still that thing. because it is, It's not a vulnerable time, but it is a delicate time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of women don't want to be taking uh, drugs that are going to have potential side effects, might have potential harms to themselves and the baby. So, you know, use homeopathy instead. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. And start with conception. So by the time you get to your birth and by the, t- by the time you have a child, you're like well-versed in, in your options and the different remedies. Totally. I, and I, I think, you know, the other important thing to mention is homeopathy isn't about kind of um, management of symptoms. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, loads of people kind of say to me, what is it? And I say, it's really simple. All it does is trigger your body to heal itself. So rather than kind of working against your body, so being an antihistamine or antipyretic or, you know, anti-whatever it is, it's not working against your body, it's working with it. So it's got the flow and you need that flow 
with that flow, you don't get any side effects because it's just your body doing the healing. And we do become stuck because there's so much noise that we're accustomed to, that we're kind of, you know, impacted by. We get stuck in a state and our bodies can heal themselves. They're totally capable of doing that. But I just think that there's so much going on in society right now that it's really difficult to kind of get over that and start that process within ourselves. And so it's just mm-hmm. like a little trigger, a little push. Yeah. And sometimes it works fantastic and sometimes it doesn't. And then you can try something else. Absolutely. I mean, the key to it is make, getting the right remedy, getting mm-hmm. your remedy match. Um, and I think that's not used to working in that way. Mm-hmm. We're not used to considering um, the whole of people or everything about them. So when we, when we, um, you know, when we have a headache, we don't think, oh, why am I having this headache? The first thing is, right, let's just get rid of the pain. But if you consider the whole of everyone in terms of their mental, emotional, as well as physical health, then you kind of get this, this picture um, that will match a remedy. And that's when you know the remedy is going to be right and it's going to do the work and, you know, you'll, you'll start to heal. Um, but once we switch our thinking to kind of treat ourselves as a whole being rather than a series of separate parts, then we can just really kind of get underneath um, what's causing us to become unwell. Mm-hmm. And use homeopathy as a really effective tool. Mm-hmm. And it, the way it works is that the remedies are attached to a set of symptoms and they're not necessarily, it's not just like headache, right? It's like a more holistic symptom. So there's not a remedy for headache. There are never remedies for named conditions. So because we're we're so unique in the way that we manifest um, different states, the mm-hmm. remedies actually match your state rather than the named conditions. So when we're talking about um, nausea and pregnancy, there's you know about twenty different remedies that are applicable to that, depending on all the different manifestations that your body throws out. Mm. Um, what are different ways that like, let's say nausea can manifest itself? Cause a lot of people would just say, Oh, like it's just nausea. How else, what else would it do? <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes you can um, feel sick and have that feeling of sickness without vomiting. Sometimes you can vomit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can, um, some people feel better if they eat and some people can't even hold water down. Um, some people kind of, you know, need small sips of warm water and some people crave cold water. Some people say that if they go outside, it makes them feel better than if they're in a warm, stuffy room. Some people say that actually I've got a headache with my nausea. So there's so many different iterations of it. Um, we're just taught to say I've got a headache and not taught to think about what exactly is going on with that headache. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why it's so unique. It's like a bespoke, a truly bespoke form of medicine because it because it's totally individualized. There's not like you know three options and then we match someone to the closest option. Mm-hmm. It's literally you start from just this flat ground of nothing, and then you've got to think about all the different symptoms and how they how they make up that that whole manifestation of the condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, that that's why it works so well because it's it's bespoke just for you yeah. uh, in that moment. And it makes it seem ridiculous that modern medicine, mainstream medicine, has just headache. You know, take this one pill for this headache, 
it makes that seem really ridiculous. Cause now that you say that it's, it's not just a headache. It never is just a headache. There's so much more underneath it. Absolutely. And I think the important thing um, to kind of also understand is what's going on beneath that headache. Because if you have a headache once and, you know, you can use homeopathy to treat it and that's fine. But if you're continuing to have the headaches over and over again, then there's some underlying imbalance with you. Um, and that needs to be addressed. And homeopathy can also be used to address that. So it's not just about, you know, that chronic, uh, sorry, that acute episode of illness. It's also massively useful for um, chronic conditions. And this is where it is, works so well with fertility because people go through years and years of trying to become pregnant. And, you know, everyone's different in terms of how they've got to that state. And earlier on, I was talking about experiencing birth trauma and how, you know, every cell in your body will hold that. And mm. until it's processed and released, your body's going to say, no, I can't become pregnant because there isn't a feeling of safety when you've gone through trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to feel safe in order to have a baby. But often I find that people... Uh, come to see me and they say all my tests are fine I've been diagnosed with unexplained infertility yeah and in my experience there's no such thing as unexplained infertility I can always explain what's going on Mm -hmm. Um, and you know that's rooted in things like uh, gut inflammation people's diets Mm -hmm. it's rooted in stress it's rooted in emotional trauma and toxic overload um and that seems to be like you know we hear a lot about detoxing and toxic overload and it's almost as if it's background noise now because we hear it all the time mm-hmm. but i i said this i think i said this before our bodies are so intelligent at healing themselves doing the things that they're meant to do and designed to do like giving birth you know growing a baby all of that but we're exposed to so much in modern society that I think we end up having this overload of toxins and then our body just doesn't know what to deal with first. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to fertility, your body is always going to pri- prioritise that at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. It's going to try and deal with stress first. It's going to try and deal with processing feelings and emotions and traumas first. It's going to deal with your gut inflammation first. Um, you know, so I think that it's it's really important to kind of understand what the, the root cause. And when you see a homeopath and you speak to them about your fertility, that's what those consultations are about. It's about unearthing that root cause. Because if you don't know what the root cause of someone's um, disease is, how on earth are you meant to treat them effectively? But, you know, there's... There's a lot of work um, going on from some from brilliant people talking about processing kind of trauma. Um, loads of information out there about eating right, although I find that very confusing, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, so there's a lot going on, and homeopathy can help you really support that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of you know, we talk about being exposed indirectly to toxins. So 
pollution, you walk out your front door where I live and there's about 50 cars in your face um, and the cleaning products and the makeup and all of that. But then there's also conventional drugs which can cause real problems. Um, They all have side effects. There isn't one single drug out there on the market that doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I believe that they can be extremely disruptive, especially if they're based on synthetic hormones to our endocrine system. Mm-hmm. Because our hormones don't work in isolation. We don't just have estrogen sitting there in the left and progesterone sitting there on the right and oxytocin hanging out, you know, on the wall over there. Mm-hmm. It's a really complex but delicate dance. Yeah. And, you know, as a birth worker, you probably see this all the time. That kind of you see it played out physically, you know, in front of me, in front of you during during um, a birth. And it's so easy for that oxytocin to be disrupted mm-hmm. by outside agencies. Um, and the reason for that is because our endocrine system is so delicate. And if you're adding in synthetic hormones, you're not just plugging a gap, for example, if you've got low progesterone. What you're doing is impacting every other hormone that is part of that beautiful dance. Um, And I think people, you know, and women especially spend years and years and years um, going through normalized, you know, heavy, irregular, horrible periods and just think they've got to live with it. And often it's as a result of um, hormonal contraceptives, which, by the way, do not regulate your periods. (laughs) And I encourage everyone to watch the business of birth control because it will really open your eyes to, you know, how, how those contraceptives work. But they can yeah. cause real havoc. Um, mm-hmm. And even though, you know, your liver filters out all of those hormones, the residual effect of adding those in remains for years. Are young women prescribed hormones uh, over in the UK, in the US? It's like... Everybody, as soon as you turn 13, here's your birth control. <laughs> that, that's insane. I mean, what they've, what they've done now is um, there was always access to birth control uh, for anyone if you, if you kind of went to a clinic. But now what they're trying to do is put it in, um, into schools, so have children being able to access it in schools. And I, I find that um, uh, a terrifying concept because – if you think about, you know, we're going to, we send our children to school to educate them, mm-hmm. but they're not getting both sides of the story. And I've worked with a lot of women who were prescribed the birth control pill for um, reasons that aren't to do with contraception, for acne, for example, yeah. for PCOS. Um, and they're not making informed decisions about this because they're not given the whole picture. Mm-hmm. But the good news is when you have that, um, you know, we have, we can detox um, these hormones with homeopathy. And I've had some amazing results with women who are trying to conceive. Sometimes all it takes is homeopathically detoxing um, synthetic hormones for them to become pregnant. Mm-hmm. 
is it a personal regimen you you put them through like these remedies on these days for this amount of time yeah so usually a detox will last um two months Mm -hmm. um and there are kind of the way that it works it's not just remedies for detoxing but you have remedies to support that which again are really individualized based on what's going on with you because if you if you think about what happens if you're affecting your hormones that's going to inevitably have effect on your mood and PMS is something that is widely normalized you know we, we've got this whole thing about um the male population going oh she's on her period again she's getting a bit ragey I better I better go and you know go away for the weekend etc and it's almost turned into a joke but that shouldn't even be the case yeah you should never have PMS but it's because we are exposed to so many things that disrupt our um hormones that's that's the upshot of it because our hormones affect our mood you know serotonin the happy hormone oxytocin the love hormone it it is all about that and part of what I do is get people back to themselves and I've just done a post on Instagram actually about filters um because it occurred to me how mad filters are on Instagram but it's like seeing the world through a filter you know when you're stuck in a state like that or filter of rage or a filter of grief or a filter of jealousy or disappointment or a filter where you feel inferior. And it's like a layer or, or, you know, a lens that's been kind of put on top of you. And that's how you view the world. But it's not really you. Mm-hmm. Something's happened. You've, you've kind of experienced this physical or emotional trauma along the way that alters the way that you view the world. And I'm not saying homeopathy changes your personality because then I'd have a queue outside my door all the time. But what it does is bring you back to you and who you're truly meant to be. Um, and, you know, some, some people spend a really large part of their lives being angry. And what you do is you unwind it when you speak to them because it's truly about holding a space for people to be able to, to trust you and tell you what's what the experience has been and when you unwind it to that first moment that first kind of trauma that occurred to get them into that state it's just it's it's really humbling but it's also magic when you kind of give them a remedy or a set of remedies or a series of remedies and then they say I just don't feel like that anymore Mm-hmm. or a weight has been lifted um it's just a really beautiful thing and you can tell that I'm really into it <laughs> and I feel it you're giving it to me across the world <laughs> um I have a question now that person so, who you've given this remedy or set of remedies to especially if it was a chronic uh, issue with them is that something that they're going to have to take for years to come or is that something they stop taking as soon as they feel well that's a really really good question so there is no you you don't get dependent on homeopathy because it's kind of triggering your body to heal itself you're getting and it's just that trigger once your mm. body starts healing you don't need to take that remedy anymore 
Wow. You don't need to take it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But with um, long-standing chronic conditions, you often find that remedy pictures change. And the reason they change is as you build up layers of dis-ease, those layers are being stripped away one by one. And it's not as linear as this. It's really kind of up and down and really wonky because healing journey is never a linear. But if you imagine like, um, you know, you've got this onion and you give a remedy to the onion and the first layer falls off. And then you give another remedy and the second layer falls off. So you're never, ever going to have, um, you know, the same remedy for a really long time. And you're not, you don't have to see a homeopath for a really long time. Because your state of health depends on when you are feeling right, not when a homeopath tells you. I don't say, right, you're okay now, so off you go. Or I don't say, oh, no, you need to have, you know, eight more years of treatment. It's never like that. Once Mm -hmm. someone gets to a state where, you know, they feel good within themselves, you don't need to see a homeopath anymore. Mm -hmm. You go about your life in the way that you want to go about your life. Mm-hmm. And if in six months' time you think, mm, actually, I'd like to go back, then come back. Because I think the really important thing to say about this is the balance of power is equal. I don't do anything to you. All I do is help you to kind of realise some things about yourself, for yourself. And I help, I, I just provide a trigger. The healing's done by by you, you know, by the client, by the patient. It's not me dictating what people should and shouldn't do. This is very much a form of treatment where people work together. And, you know, I've had, I've had patients say to me, I, di- I, I didn't feel right about taking that remedy. I didn't want to take it. And that's absolutely fine because one thing that, is more important than anything else is someone's own intuition and you know you need to listen to those messages that your body is giving you your symptoms are messages it's just the communication it's telling you something's wrong it's not telling you what's wrong when you your intuition is a message it's saying to you maybe you shouldn't do that and that wisdom might be you know, it resides deep in you somewhere. It might be from your past, maybe from your ancestral past. But I think we need to go back and start trusting that. And even if I've said to somebody, okay, this is the remedy that I've prescribed you, and their gut is saying, Mm-mm, I'm not having that, then, I, you know, I, I, feel, I feel drawn to respecting that decision. And then I, I go back and think, right, okay, let's, try and um, prescribe something else. Mm-hmm. Now for something that's more fast paced and acute, like let's take birth, for instance, someone's not going to call mm-hmm. you during their birth and work up this big plan. This is going to be uh, more intuitive, I assume, and more quick decisions. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So I run a birth um, preparation course solely for this reason, because, you know, if, if you, I mean, a lot of women um, give birth in the night and I can't be there at three o'clock in the morning, unfortunately. But I run this birth preparation course and the purpose of the course is to go through the key symptoms or the most common kind of symptoms associated or the common picture associated with the remedy. And it's 
it's about that preparation and you get that into your head. So for example, there's a remedy called Kali Cobb and that remedy is required when you are having uh, all the pain during labor in your back. Mm-hmm. It might be because there's a back-to-back presentation, but all the, all the pains in your back, there are other indications of, of that remedy, but the key thing is the pains in the back. And that's all you need to remember for your birth. Back pain, someone's squashing their thumbs into the dimples in my back and it's making me feel better, Kali Cobb. Mm-hmm. So it's about kind of getting people to understand those quick signals because of the intensity of the situation and because it's so acute and so intense. You're not going to get loads of signs and symptoms through your body. You'll get a few, which are short and sharp. And that course is designed to kind of um, help people to get that in the back of their head. So when it is time to birth your baby, then these quick little triggers are what you're going to remember or what your birth partner should remember rather than Mm -hmm. you because you need to be getting on with birthing your baby rather than thinking of remedies. Is that class for just birth workers too without coming with the birthing person just, just for the birth worker? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's another skill set that you've got to kind of um, support women during birth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think the reason I do a one to one and I might actually just do um, do a group one for birth workers. The reason I do a one to one for birthing women is because what I also do for them is give them specific remedies for them. Because as we go through, it's not like me sitting there you know, blabbering on. Mm-hmm. We have like a really organic conversation. And then, you know, they'll say things like, oh, you know, I've got a bit of hip pain or SBD. I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll just send you this after we've finished. Or have you got anything for, you know, I, f- I feel like I'm really swollen. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about we try this and I'll send you this. So I like to do that as well. I, and the reason why I make them with mothers one-on-one is so I can individualize mm-hmm. a few remedies that I can send them as well to help them. Um, but I definitely think birth workers should should do this. Um, you know, and I, like I said before, Kemi's called me a couple of times um, and said, you know, I'm at birth, the surges have slowed down. And then I ask a couple of questions about what going, what's going on and then recommend a remedy. And then that helps to reestablish the surges again. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it could be a brilliant tool carrying mm-hmm. around your kit, a little quick guide. But, um, yeah, you've just given me an idea, Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important because the women I've talked to, the birth workers I've talked to that do incorporate homeopathy, they're just, they're blown away by how quick it works and how well it works to, you know, change where the pain is or to give the woman energy to keep going or to calm her, bring her back to her, her body. So yeah, I'm fascinated. (laughs) That's why I reached out to you. It's just, it's really fascinating. But also, um, you know, it doesn't stop um, when, when the baby's earth side. Yeah. Uh, There's remedies for after pains. If, you know, you um end up hemorrhaging there's remedies to help with that uh for retained placenta 
there's remedies to help with that. I mean, the the only thing that I would say, and I think this, this is a really important point to make, is um, induction. And I always talk about this because what I notice quite a lot is people um, don't want to be induced. They don't want to go on the drip. They don't want to go in to, to get induced. But there is this obsession with a due date. And, you know, you kind of hit 40 weeks or whatever whatever the limit is and I say that in quotation marks where you live in the world and then all of a sudden need to get the baby out and we we haven't got this this patience anymore you know we haven't got this we're not allowing that growth to reach its full potential because we've just been brainwashed by the due date and people often say to me Right, what can help me homeopathically get this remedy out? Uh, not the remedy, sorry, the baby out. And my my reply is usually pregnancy isn't a symptom. Yeah. You know, it's not a symptom. The remedy for um, birthing your baby is patience <laughs> above everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the only time that I believe that a remedy is needed is when there's something emotional going on because when we were talking about hormones before you know we need that hormonal waterfall to start in order to go into labor and birth our baby and if something happens that makes us unhappy or causes us anger or any emotion that's uh, viewed as negative that's what stops you Mm -hmm. from going into labor and this is exactly what happened to me with my daughter my third baby um third birth you know I've I had two home births the first one I advocated really well for myself with the help of Kemi um but I was you know I was experienced experienced birther and I because I was 42 when she was born I had to have a call with the consultant midwife who completely disregarded my knowledge my experience with birth even though I was throwing studies back at her and stats back at her disregarded all of that and spent half an hour talking to me about stillbirths and dead babies and I got off that phone call and I thought she's an idiot I'm just (laughs) going to carry on and no baby will come I don't need to give her any time Mm-hmm. And the day the day before that I'd, I'd spoken to her, my husband, me and um, the midwife who was going to attend the birth, all sitting together in the living room saying, yeah, I think this baby's going to come in the next two or three days. We're ready. We're ready. That baby did not come because two days after I had that phone call, I burst into tears spontaneously in my kitchen And I said to my husband, I am so angry. Why did she do that? Why did she do that to me? That's just a horrible, unprofessional, completely inappropriate, just really shitty thing to do. Why did she do that? And I took a remedy called Staphysagria, which is really well indicated for feelings of rage and um, injustice, where you haven't got, where your rage is suppressed, so you haven't got an outlet. I couldn't shout at her. I couldn't do anything. The phone call was over. Um, And, you know, shouting at my husband wasn't going to be quite the same. 
So I took um, this remedy, Sagria, and I, th- I took it at night, I think about maybe 10.30. At 11 o'clock, my water went, and at 2 or 3, 3.16 in the morning, my daughter was born. Wow. And it, was, it was immediate. And all feelings of rage and that midwife just kind of, you know, melted away, and it meant nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. It wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with due dates. I felt ready. Me, the bond between my daughter and me felt ready. We both felt ready for birth to start. But something emotional had happened to me, which meant I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I could give birth because I was so angry. And that, that was not the emotion you need when you're going into labour. You're mm-hmm. bringing your baby earth side. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not induction. It's actually removing that, that layer of trauma because it is trauma, you know. We think about trauma as something huge, but it can be things that are considered little but are huge to, to that individual. Just from the births I've attended and uh, even my own birth, I can see how helpful something like that would be just to bring you back to ground you right before your birth experience. Yeah. And people, you know, (coughs) there was, I think, um, how long before that? I think about eight months before that, I spoke to uh, my friend and we just locked down in this country. So we were walking around the park together and she was, she was giving birth imminently and she'd had a really traumatic first birth and she was really determined not to have that again and you know there is a protocol that some homeopaths use of um two remedies which are called colophyllum and simisifuga and I think herbalists or some birth workers might know them as black and blue cohosh cohosh um because they're also used herbally but some homeopaths uh, alternate those two remedies to bring on labor just as a protocol and I you know in the back of my mind that's the first thing I thought for her but then I realized no this is not about natural induction she's scared and she is panicking because you know they're, they're the healthcare professionals or the healthcare unprofessionals at that point, um, were forcing her into induction. And she was scared. She, she'd started to have surges, but they dwindled because of the fear. <clears throat> so that's a different remedy. Mm-hmm. For her, she needed a remedy called aconite because she was panicking, she had anxiety, and she was, she was scared of giving birth. But in the same vein, it was an emotional thing. Yeah. Because physically, we are capable of birthing our children without intervention. The majority mm-hmm. of women are capable of that. Um, and I think we often find ourselves in states that prevent us from doing that because of what I call the noise. I can understand why you chose to start at fertility because this, I feel like this isn't something that you just need to start when you're 39 weeks pregnant and and you shouldn't be in your logical brain. But if you can start learning and create a connection with someone like you, Safna, infertility, wow, the the bond and just the knowledge that you'll have by the time you give birth is phenomenal, I imagine. 
Absolutely. And that's why I took those steps back because, you know, I, I, I had um, fertility issues as well. My first child, you know, was conceived through IVF. And when I look back on it now, I know exactly what was wrong with me. I was stressed. I had like the worst job in the world. Incidentally, it was for a pharmaceutical advertising agency. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> very different. Um, but, you know, I was so stressed. And I, I, I just everything about my life was really stressful. Um, and I, if, I, if I'd known then what I knew now, what I know now, I would have changed that. And then I, I believe in the core of me that I would have become pregnant without any assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my, my body knew and I knew that, that intuition and that instinct within me, I knew that I didn't ever want to have an IVF conception ever again because something inside me said, you don't need to do that. Um, and then I didn't. Mm-hmm. My other two, um, my other two children are natural conceptions. Uh, my husband and I literally looked at each other. So for the first one, we're struggling for three years, and the other two, we just give each other a wink and then bam, I'm pregnant. So isn't that just, amazing? Yeah, yeah. It just goes to show you how kind of you know looking after your health and building that really strong fertile ground in order to conceive um, can just make all the difference and you know when I think of those three years of struggle that we went through and then think well actually people go through rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds of assisted fertility and that must be so battering for the mind um, and the body and the soul as well and I what I what I think is people should try homeopathy first because you know you know you don't have to inject yourself with anything you're elevating because homeopathy for fertility isn't about oh let's just look at your um, reproductive system and fix that it's about elevating the level of your health so your priorities or the body's priorities um or reproduction sorry raises to the top of the priority list because your body's not dealing with anything else the energy isn't focused on trying to fight the inflammation or trying to overcome trauma or trying to battle the toxic overload that you're exposed to all the time or you know trying to sort your liver out or your heart or whatever's going on with you the energy's not focused there anymore the energy is free to grow you know conceive and grow that child that's what homeopathy does. It elevates your health um, to a point where all your energy is available mm-hmm. to become pregnant. Um, so that's why it's all always about looking at the whole of a person. And when people come in for fertility, I'll ask them all these random questions about their poo, um, you know, their sleep, what they like to eat, their favorite foods. Do they have any dreams? And all of that seems really irrelevant. Some people kind of come in and I can see their faces going, why is she asking me about my poo? Why is this relevant? But it all is. Yeah. Because, you know, for example, if you're constipated, that's a sign you're holding something back or you're unable to, to release waste. 
And often there is an emotion element with that as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. So your whole body is unable to release something. Your whole body is not able to kind of process something properly. And you see these themes kind of running through emotional and physical um, aspects of a, of a client. We've never been asked these things by a health provider ever before. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, imagine walking into like a um, obstetrician's office and saying, him asking or her asking you, so what do you dream about? You think they were <laughs> absolutely bonkers with you. <laughs> but it's so true. Yeah, it's so important that holistic health and yeah, how are you doing emotionally? And of it might even be more important through pregnancy and birth than in other parts of your life. Um, Absolutely, because you know you, and this is this is the other thing that is so wonderful homeopathy because it can go back in the past. It can go back in the past and fix stuff. And if you think about, you know, when you are when you are a little egg, your first little egg in your mother's womb, in your grandmother's body. So whatever's going on with your grandmother is going to impact you as that little egg. Mm-hmm. So you, you have the kind of echoes or shadows of her life um, almost imprinted upon you. And that's why it's so important for me to kind of uh, educate people about how important that moment of conception is and how important it is to have... Um, just a really healthy and vital, joyful environment. Um, because, you know, for example, I've got, I, I spoke to um, a woman who, whose uh, grandmother, while pregnant, I think was in, um, it was during an air raid in this country. And she, she actually gave birth, I think, during an air, air raid is, is what this, um, woman said to me and I thought imagine the fear imagine Mm -hmm. the fear that she was going through birthing her baby when she could at any moment be blown up by a bomb and that fear I I believe as part of this person this woman's case was held in her cellular structure because Mm -hmm. she was there at that time wow I know you have to run but before you run can you just tell everyone about some of the workshops you run and where they can find you if they're interested in more? So you can find me on Instagram. I do lots of bits and pieces on Instagram um, and I'm the wild homeopath. My website is thewildhomeopath.com and I do um, the one-to-one birth preparation workshops. But I'm also going to do like a group one now, I think, for (laughs) birth workers because I think that would be really helpful. I'm running a course... um, actually on the 13th of March called um, Mama and Baby Homies. So it's to um, empower women to kind of prescribe at home for themselves and their babies for, you know, really common conditions like all babies seem to get tummy troubles, colic, um, reflux, fevers is a really big one that people want to know about, Um, conjunctivitis when they get the sticky eyes, etc. So things like that. Um, but all of that information is available on my website. But if you want to kind of um, work with me for fertility or long term, 
because homeopathy is an energetic medicine, I think it's really important that the energy is right. So I always say to people, book in for a free call, meet me. You might not like me. Um, and that's okay. But if you don't like me, you're not going to trust me. You're not going to be open with me. And that's really important. So I can't hold space for you properly. Um, so I think the free calls are a, a great way to kind of just get to know who I am and how I work and see, see if that's right for you. How amazing was that interview? After we stopped recording, I told Sapna that I would love to have her teach a workshop inside Birthworker Academy because I swear, as she was talking, I just kept thinking about my past clients and even my own birth and how different things might have been had I known about Sapna or had I kept some homeopathy remedies in my doula bag. If you have any questions on this, shoot me a DM over on Instagram at Birthburger Podcast and let me know. And you can also find Sapna on Instagram at The Wild Homeopath. She's leading a couple workshops coming up this summer for specifically birth workers. So if you are interested in taking one of her longer workshops, go to her Instagram at The Wild Homeopath and send her a DM and ask her how to register for her workshops. They are very cheap. They are very comprehensive and I cannot recommend them enough. Really, they're just so amazing. And as always, I would love to hear your feedback. If you haven't already left a rating and review for the show, that is hands down the best way to support the show. And after you leave a review, snap a screenshot and upload it to birthworker.com slash review. And I will actually send you a free little goodie bag as a thank you. And hey, I just want to say one last thing. And if you are listening to this episode thinking, oh my gosh, I just want to package up my obsession for birth and find a way to impact the lives and the births of moms all across the world, then you have to get on the wait list for the next cohort of Birthworker Academy. It's a 15-week full-spectrum doula certification program, but more importantly, it's a mentorship-style program that helps women like you go from side gig doula to full-time birth worker so you can quit your job, stay home with your kids, and impact lives all across the world. Go to birthworkeracademy.com and get on the wait list. Registration is going to open on August 1st, and we are going to start on December 1st, and I cannot wait to see you there. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope today was helpful for you, and I will see you right back here next week.